and welcome to Esther Illusions. We are back with a new feature, Tinder While Trans, a feature that is obviously from a trans perspective, but hey, if you're single, if you're in an open relationship, if you're poly, this episode may have some uh, practical advice for you, and you know, even if you're in a monogamous relationship, if you just want to hear a little bit of what Tinder's like, you know, you might you might enjoy this one. I, I'm in a bit of a rare position when it comes to Tinder. Not not completely rare, but I see a lot. I see profiles. I see people talk about it. People, a lot of people say the same thing. They say, "Oh, I hate this app. I hate Tinder. I hate all of this. This is just awful. This is destroying everything." And frankly, I gotta say, I could not disagree more with that kind of approach. I love Tinder. I'm a fan of Tinder. I think. Tinder is a great thing. Whenever somebody says, oh, you know, is this what you do as instead of going to bars and actually meeting people and talking to people? Hey, Tinder's a great pre-vet for all of that kind of stuff. If, if everything's going great, you can go to a bar. But I got to say, as a trans person, bars are not really, they're not very safe for me to meet people. Uh, it's not really a great idea to go to a place where everybody's drunk, pick up a drunk person, and then expect them to go six hours with you. That's just not a good strategy. (laughs) If I have to pick between meeting somebody on Tinder or the bar, I unabashedly, unapologetically, unequivocally pick Tinder. I do. I like Tinder. I like Tinder. I get transphobia, I get sexual harassment, I get abuse every day, and I still love it. That's not Stockholm Syndrome because, you know what, I, I've had a ton of great experiences on it too. And life is life is always about taking the good with the bad, you know. I am a trans woman. I will not be a cis woman. I, 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 I will never be that. But I have a great life. You know, I was born... I was born with circumstances that were different from those which I would have ideally kind of chosen. And with all that said, you know, I got that I got a hand that wasn't the absolute greatest, and I dealt it. I played it, and uh, I, I'm having a really, I'm really enjoying life, and I'm really happy. That's what life is. Life is about playing the cards you're dealt. Tinder is a great card to be dealt, but it is up to you to choose how to play it. So this is going to be a feature where we talk about various aspects of dating. I call it Tinder while trans. This is really a lot of this advice, frankly, a lot of people could could use. It's not just for for trans people. The subject of this episode, though, we're going to be talking about standards, which is a good place to start, I think. And if you've listened to my comedy special, Confessions from My New Vagina, which is available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, basically wherever you would get music, not podcasts, uh, although you can get podcasts at a lot of these places as well, but it's a comedy album. Uh, if you listen to the J.K. Rowling track, uh, I end uh, I end that bit and talk about how, you know, you want to sleep. J.K. Rowling said one of her things was sleep with any consenting adult who will have you, basically implying that transgender people uh, have to force themselves on people or they have to just kind of take whatever they're given. And the answer, frankly, I mean, a lot of people can feel that way. You know, maybe you're not into somebody, but they're the only one who's coming to call you, and then you decide to sleep with them. My advice in all of those kinds of scenarios is sleep with very few of the consenting adults who will have you. You have to have high standards. If you only have one gentleman caller, and he is not a gentleman, then you should not have anybody in your bed. That's that's the reality. You shouldn't go... 
You shouldn't just sleep with somebody to get laid because that will not bring you happiness. And that's not to say that casual sex won't, but, you know, you have to... I mean, I, I frankly am an unabashed... I mean, I have... I, I'm, I'm newly single for... Uh, as of uh, the end of December. I have brand new equipment as of two years ago. Casual sex for me is a really, really great and positive thing, and I enjoy it, and I don't want to be in a monogamous relationship. I started dating somebody... A, uh, about a month after my four-year relationship ended, and uh, that was fun for a lot of uh, reasons, and it didn't it didn't end because of monogamy or a desire for monogamy, but you know, at the same time, you end that, you think to yourself, "Gee, maybe I don't want a U-Haul." U-Haul for people. I assume most people who listen to Estrada Illusions would know what U-Haul means, but you do meet. I had a date this weekend who didn't know what U-Haul meant. U-Hauling is, uh, refers to, it's an old joke. They say, what does a lesbian bring on a second date? A U-Haul. Uh, it refers to LGBTQ people, mostly, uh, femmes and, and women, uh, cis and trans, who, uh, have a propensity to form very close connections very quickly, uh, and, you know, form relationships, move into, uh, move in together very, very, very quickly, uh, which can can be a bad thing. It, it can also, honestly, it can be a great thing because, you know, I mean, our community, we're kind of used to being the outcast. When you find somebody who you really connect with, I mean, you're kind of filled with a natural sense of euphoria. However, there is kind of a flip side of that, which does kind of relate back to standards in the sense that if somebody is kind of nice to you or gives you attention we don't even have to say kind of nice. If somebody just gives you attention, maybe they're actually not even nice. But sometimes if you're in a vulnerable position, trans, cis, or otherwise, you can take that, and, and maybe this person isn't a great person, but they're giving you attention, and maybe sometimes you'll think, like, gee, that's all I need to, to, to sleep with that person. You know, it, if, if that makes you good... And everybody's different. So, I mean, like, that's not to... There are a lot of people out there who can have casual, I mean, basically borderline anonymous sex with people they're not interested in, don't really care about, and uh, sometimes even don't like. Maybe they treat them like shit and they'll still sleep with them because they want the sex. If 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 you if you if you're somebody who that describes you and you feel good about all of that, uh, you know, more power to you. I'm kind of you know I get shamed a lot for unabashedly saying that I like casual encounters. I go on dates with married men all the time. Uh, guys who are in open relationships or all of that. And people say, how could you go on a date with somebody who's married? It's like, well, if they treat me right, if, if it's fun, if I connect with them, if I find them interesting, I mean, I really don't care. You don't, not every day you go on has to have the happily ever after in mind. It really doesn't. It, it, that, that, that is perfectly okay. You can have incredibly high standards and enjoy casual sex. You can have incredibly high standards and enjoy dates with people. You will not have a happily ever after with. You can have high standards and have all of those things. It's true. And in fact, you should have high standards regardless of where you go. Now, to stay on uh, that kind of subject, the subject of the episode, I want to start first with standards that you should have for yourself. Let's not even worry about the other people for a minute, for extended minutes. What do I mean by high standards for yourself? It's simple. You need to make sure that your online personas are matching or trying to serve as a vessel for the kind of energy 
you are hoping to attract. My profile is very odd. I talk about how I like to make Thomas the Tank Engine memes, how I talk to myself in hot tubs, how I have the fashion sense of a 15-year-old boy trapped in a 30-year-old woman's body. I'm very playful. One of my lines is, I need somebody to bring me seltzer while I watch Big Brother Canada. We had a Big Brother Canada house guest on the pod this last episode. Wasn't that great? Kyle, Kyle was absolutely everything I could have wanted in a guest. I, I'd written an article that was very, I mean, not, not really critical of him, but, but celebrated all the bad moves that he made. But as I said on the episode, it was fabulous TV. Uh, he made for fabulous podcasting too. I couldn't, uh, couldn't say enough great things about Kyle. I really liked him and, uh, hope to have him back on eventually. Uh, maybe to, maybe for BB Ken 11. Anyway, not to go on the Big Brother Canada tangent. People say all the time, Tinder is too superficial. There's not enough time to really explain to anyone who you are. Bullshit. You have plenty of characters. And the characters being like letters you could type. There's plenty of that. Take a small, and I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a creative person. I'm a writer, blah, blah, blah. Fine. I, a quick wit. Take, take all the time you need. There's no time. There's, you, you know, you can you take all the time to make whatever profile you want, but it has to communicate the kind of energy that you want to attract. You have to, you know, the saying like it's better to catch uh, bees with, with uh, honey than vinegar or something like that. It's true. You, you, you can't, if you, if you're talking about bad messages and you uh, not getting good matches and you have blurry pictures and no profile, like, sorry, man, that's on you, but I see so many guys like that, and they whine, and they whine, nobody ever messaged me back. Well, it seems, frankly, it seems like a lot of work to try and talk to you. You've got nothing interesting. That's just, and that's just the way it is. Like, people will message, hi, how are you? I get about 150, a little bit, uh, probably that's cumulative over, uh, like, Tinder, Bumble, Her, uh, all the other, okay, Cupid, um, no, I'm not on that one. <laughs> I call it okay, cup, but yeah, I don't like that one. Um, that one's terrible. <laughs> to each their own. People say, oh, it's superficial. You have to sell yourself. Guess what? You watch The Wire? The game is the game. The game is literally the game. You play the game that you're, you sign up to play. Tinder has a certain culture. If you want to succeed on Tinder, you can play whatever Tinder game you want. You can, you can choose to, you know, have a profile that says, you know, no fakes, no time wasters, no this, no that. You can do that, but if you, if that's all you have, and you're sitting there wondering, gee, I have no mess, I have no messages, I have no matches, uh, or you say, oh, nobody ever responds to my messages, and all you ever say is, hi, how are you? Guess what? It, it seems like a lot of, it, it's a lot of work to engage those people. I, I don't have time for it. If you, if you're opening to me. I, I have a long filled out. I, I max out my uh, my characters. I have all I have as many pictures as I can. I put effort into my profile. So if you come to me and all you can say is hi, how are you? I I am not going to respond to that. You don't meet my standards. That's okay. But you don't get to play. I mean that's just the way it goes. I get more matches a day. If I slept with 1%, you could even say half a percent of all the people of my daily matches, I, w I would I would be in I would be a trollop by basically anybody's standards. I would be having sex I would be having hundreds of different sexual partners a year, let alone 
let alone repeats. I would I would just be I, I wouldn't have time for it. It would be a full-time job. I would be I would be a professional sex worker without I wouldn't even be getting paid. It would suck. It would suck. And I, frankly, I don't know any sex workers who have that much who have that many clients. Like the, the whole thing, it's just it, it, Tinder is if you're a woman on Tinder and and this is actually also kind of important because it really it, it doesn't matter that much if you are trans or cis in this regard because every woman gets a lot of messages and, and matches. You, you you have to figure out some way to filter people because somebody will say, well, you didn't give me a chance. Well, it's been four messages and it, it, you haven't said anything interesting. To me, to my perspective, that was your chance. Life is Life is constantly full of chances that come and go and uh, that's kind of okay. But... You can't really control how the rest of the world works. You can try to, but that is in, in its own kind of way, a way that sort of shapes yourself, and it can be kind of a turnoff. Like, I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear a guy talk about time-wasting. Like, if you're a woman on Tinder, your time is constantly being wasted, having to look at profiles of people who are not interesting, uh, who, who, who don't seem to value you. If you approach a conversation trying to minimize your losses, if you're so worried about that precious time of yours... That you're you're just gonna waste. I mean, like nobody likes to be ghosted, but again, the game is the game. Like there there is nothing in the rule book that says you can't ghost somebody, or frankly, that if you're not feeling it, that you have to give somebody a a, a six page essay o- about about why you left them. Guys are often very disrespectful. Like this will happen a lot. A guy is very charming and is sweet, and then you know you give him their number. You give them your number, and then they start asking uh, sexually explicit questions about being trans. They start treating you in a way that's not respectful. And sometimes you can tell them that. They won't say sorry. They'll keep doing it. And then you cut them loose, and then they get really sad. And they're like, no, no, you didn't give me a chance. You didn't even meet me. Oh, no. And it's like, fuck off, dude. Fuck off. Like, if you're going to objectify me and act like, like, I don't need a reason. You know? My standard could be, and this is a really stupid example, but it's it's actually, honestly, it's perfectly valid because everybody gets to choose. You could be, you could be somebody who said, if you don't, if you don't respond to my messages within 20 minutes, uh, I won't, I won't talk to you. Those could be your standards, and it's not really up to us to decide if those standards are realistic or not. All that matters is if the person is happy with the level of people who make it through. Frankly, I don't think there, that anyone could be happy with that because it's ridiculous. Uh, but those standards, those are standards. Those those are standards that a person gets to have. That's not for us to judge. For us as individuals, what we need to do is figure out, hey, what's... What do I want out of the world, and what am I willing to tolerate? Because obviously, you know, there aren't really... I, I often refer to... I have an idea of what I like to... I, I I call it the classical Tinder game. You know, nice message that's distinct, witty, guys charming. We have a little back and forth, maybe some light flirting, and then maybe four or five messages in, we get a escalation, light escalation up to some... If there's not flirting already, then there is... Sweet, back and forth, playful. I love playful, flirty people. And then, you know, seven or eight messages in, uh, 
intentions to meet, if not hard plans, but but intentions around that. Uh, bang bang, make your plans. Not bang bang like like have sex. Bang bang as in this happens, that happens. Uh, sex hopefully then does happen a few steps later. Uh, you know they asked me out, and uh, that's a classical Tinder game. Guys, recently I've played because at. I'm not against talking ad nauseum. In the trans community, in the LGBTQ community, uh, safety is paramount. And I do not like to be asked uh, one or two messages in. There's, it's My own personal standard is, is a comfort level that is fluid because you can't just say, like I just described my classic Tinder game. Successful. There are plenty of successful people who have not done just that. There are a bunch. I mean, it's, it's kind of sweet when they do do just that one just one one of those happened recently i i said i'm like you you played a very classical tinder game that i like to have played uh your moves were solid i we're, we're not headed toward the relationship route we did have a nice casual encounter um and we're kind of talking about that stuff and i said yeah your game uh you've got good game i say it a lot i i i, I comment on, on when i'm talking to my friends and stuff they'll say like are they cute and i'm like yeah and they've got good game and sometimes they do, like, a double take, and they say, like, you know, this isn't really a game. Of course, it's 100% a game. This is 100... Tinder and Big Brother and a lot of other things are not very different. These are all social interactions, and you don't have to be dishonest and manipulative, but you do have to speak in a way that's deliberate. You know, nobody likes somebody who is trying to get all deep. I, somebody yesterday was saying... You know, can I ask you, I, I like to, I like to, I don't like small talk. I only like to have deep, intimate questions. And I said, you know what? It's, it's, it's fine that you have those standards. Uh, frankly, I don't want, a, I don't want to talk deep, intimate conversation with strangers. And I said to him, if I wanted to do that, I have 40,000 followers on my social media. I can just get one of them to do it. And he's like, well, they don't, they're not going to know you as the same one. I was like, well, fuck off. Neither are you. I don't want to have deep conversation with some stranger. Standards, 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 standards. A lot of people, like, things happen, like, that that you don't necessarily like. You don't have to kick everybody to the curb every time something, like, negative happens. Uh, the most obvious example I could think of is if a cis person says, asks a trans question that is just kind of in poor taste or... Okay, like a deal breaker, a guy, like, does your vagina look like a real vagina? That's a deal breaker. But if somebody's like, I don't even know, like, what's a trans question that isn't, like, a deal breaker? God, that's a good question. I don't know, like, asking, asking, like, did you have boob implants? I I, I don't need somebody to ask me that. Uh, is that a deal breaker? That one's probably not a deal breaker. Do I, I don't, I don't, any, the deal breakers, deal breakers are kind of the things that make make this whole process feel like an audition. It is an audition. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's auditioning at any every point in in the game. Uh and whether you are or you aren't, not obviously, you know, if you're a listener, you can say, "Well, I don't do that every time." You should it's probably good advice to go into these things thinking that it's an audition every step of the way cuz you can't just act like a bro. You can't treat a girl like you treat your bros instantly. You know, you have to have standards for yourself. If you want to be someone's manic pixie dream girl, then, I mean, it helps to actually, like, try and be that persona. You can't be that kind of person whose profile is just a bio that says, you know, sick of this app, or uh, you see a lot, uh, looking for a reason to delete this app. I mean, 
And I, that works for a lot of people. I'm also, I mean, the great dilemma and, and one of the things that I don't want to say is more trans-related, but I'm definitely speaking with trans people in mind, we all know what it's like to feel like we are treated as second-class citizens on these kinds of apps. Two types of people will really try and message me. Uh, one are the people who are really interested, and then there are two would be the people who think I'm an easy lay. Maybe they're not completely interested. Maybe they've been striking out a lot with people, with other people, and they think, gee, I'll give the trans person a try. That must be easier. And you can, I mean, you can never tell, you, you can never get inside a person's head and tell their exact intentions, uh, but, I mean, you kind of can. And those kind of people are very easy to spot. Or you get the people who, this is another fun category, if you're a, a woman dating men. You get the category of the guy who wants things casual, who then gets very uncomfortable at the idea that A, you are sexually active with other people, or B, that you have more success than they do. And I, I, I'm i frankly often... I've met people who have to tell me about a hundred times that they're poly. And I date poly people. I have no problem with polyamory. I... I, I I date poly people, uh, really, in the past four months, I've gone on dates with poly people at least, at least every other week, uh, many stretches weekly. And I like it. I, I love that community. I don't really consider myself a full-fledged member of the poly community. Uh, I, I, I often joke, I use political terms, I say I caucus with them. Uh, it's, I mean, part of the whole standard thing, so I set my standards so high that, you know, you kind of have to think to yourself, who's my base? Who are the kind of people that I'm attracting? And this is this is important when you think about standards. I like weirdos. So weirdos are often LGBTQ. Uh, it's great. I mean, the LGBTQ community know what it's, what it's like to be our authentic selves. So, you know... Let your freak flag fly. We often, literally, all live. Not all of us, but a lot of us do live that. Frankly, there are a lot of traditional LGBTQ people. I like weirdos. I like stoners. I like people who are very, very playful. Those are not traits that are limited to monogamy. And frankly, when you're a trans person, you do know that there's a large portion of the dating pool that is is off limits, basically because they're just not interested in trans people. So I. If I want the level of sex that I like to have, uh, I and have high standards, I mean, it's kind of a weird... I, I've talked about this dynamic a lot with friends or with people who have been like, why do you see people who are not open marriages? It's not... I don't have a kink for it. Um, I don't even want to say that I like it, because if I had to pick, are you in an open marriage or not, I wouldn't say that I don't care. If I was given the full choice, I would pick not. Um, but it's, it's not a deal breaker because if you, if, if you're sweet and all of that, that's, that's really what I care about. I don't really care about height. A lot of people feel very different about that. You get to choose your standards. It does help to think about this kind of stuff, to think about what you want, because at the end of the day, I'm like thinking to myself, okay, they need to be sweet. They can't have generic opening messages. They have to be cute. They have to be weird. Frankly, those are a lot of filters. And I kept thinking to myself, like, poly is not something that I have a problem with. I, I, I just don't. So I might as well include those people, too. Like, 
it what it's 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 an interesting situation to talk about because I, I just hadn't had a lot of experience with it with with poly I'd been in a monogamous relationship with a sister or woman for four years so I'm thinking about what do I want and at the end of the day a partnered person when you're talking about the realm of of casual encounters when you don't want to date I mean seriously what's what what does it matter I, I really I don't care it, it it doesn't it doesn't bother me in the slightest like the vibe, it's all about the vibes. And, you know, if a married person's in an unhappy marriage and that's why they're there, then the vibes are probably going to be bad and it won't work. But if they're happy, I mean, I really, I, I could not care less. And that's about standards. Figure out what matters to you. And, and distinctly also on the flip side of that, probably the most important takeaway from this extended rant on Polly is you can't just draw a picture of the ideal mate. You can't. Humanity doesn't work that way. You could. I went on a date with a trans guy who is a fairly well-known author. Uh, I did a long live video the day after it. He treated me on our second date like absolute steaming pile of garbage. And his career was was had had, had some issues, so he was stressed. I, it, it, a lot of it was projection, but but he really did treat me like absolute shit. And on paper, he matched a lot of the things that I was really looking for in basically like a soulmate. So I had, not that I wanted to U-Haul with him, but I did have such high hopes for us as a potential uh, romantic thing. And uh, he, he, on on paper, he was a perfect match. And boy, what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so you know what? Like, if I had to pick between going on a date with him and then, uh, you know, going... Uh, Going out with a married guy, I'll take the married guy. Ain't gonna be with him forever, but you know, the here and now, the present, that can be fun. And it's important that you take this time to think about hey, what do I want out of this? What are the things? Not necessarily, some of them can be characteristics. But I, I, I always kind of go back to the idea that it, it is often true that I have higher standards than basically anybody I know. And I, I also do have high-quality, fairly frequent sex. So I'm in... And I'm a, I'm a trans woman who likes men, who goes around with saying Ian Thomas and makes dirty, filthy Thomas Negative memes. My memes actually have scared some people off, and that's okay. It's okay for a guy to not want to date a vulgar or to sleep with a vulgar trans comedian. And actually... Here as I stopped and I said date and sleep with. You do often see the guy who wants the casual thing. And then when he finds out that, hey, you, you're you cool with that and you don't care if you're in a relationship. I watched a guy, like, it's casual at first and then we talked about it. And it was so, so, he, he, he started using date a lot. And it's like, I don't want to date you. And he was upset because he couldn't come over. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but he was talking about like, do you like do you touch yourself? Blah. Like, do you have experience with guys who are seven inches? It's like I don't need to touch myself, and the ex- I don't I don't need to touch myself because my last experience with a seven inch guy was actually four hours ago. <laughs> so I'm recovering, <laughs> Mister Casual, <sighs> Mister. I'll determine what I want for a woman. <laughs> Guess what, dude? I have better sex than you, man. Standards! Standards! This is a hell. We're in post-apocalyptic 
we're in a post-apocalyptic climate, and you know it's 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 navig- I'm having so much fun on it. I I it's hell. Uh, it's emotionally exhausting sometimes. But but when you're not like peaking downward, when you're on an upward spiral, and you get that honestly, couple times, couple times last week on different days, I had sex that was so good that all I could think about not 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 even that I had life figured out cuz I don't have life figured out but the thing about standards is you have to it, it's the same thing I say all the time you figure out what's working what's not working and then you steady the course this is a problem that a lot of people run into they'll think to themselves you know this person who I talked to for 10 minutes ghosted me and I've lost that time. I'll never get it back. And I'm going to carry that with me to all future matches. And I'll make sure that I don't lose that 10 minutes again. Guess what? Bad date? Go have another good date. Don't think about that. Don't think about what you lost. Think about the experience that you got to have. And what you can learn from that. Ghosting? Ghosting is not that fun. But ghosting is also not that bad. I don't enjoy bad experiences. And I don't think that everything happens for a reason either. Plenty of things happen for no reason. And they suck. And I mean, I, my, my, my sudden breakup that we've done other episodes on. That was frankly, I, I thought my life was basically over the next day. Practically every day since then. I've thought. That Terra leaving was like the greatest thing on the the planet Earth, except I wish we could have gotten to the Alec Baldwin era of Tom's Tank Engine and Joe. And I miss some of uh, I miss some of the stuffed animals that she took. And you know what? I, not not to not to not to rag on her. I, I mentioned her by name mostly because I mean she has the all time record for guest appearances on this show. I, it'd be hard to break it. We don't we don't even do we don't do enough episodes for anyone to come close to that. You know, I thought my life was going to be over, and uh, I've had uh, the best sex of my entire life for, like, a few months now. So, uh, thank God. Thank God. Uh, although, I mean, it really it would be nice if uh, we would have finished Thomas Tank Engine and Chill. Uh, that will return someday. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, I, it should not be a hard line to do uh, that feature with a, a romantic partner. There's just something special about doing Thomas the Tank Engine with somebody that you uh, are smitten with. And Anyway. Standards. High-quality casual sex, I believe, this is my own opinion, can only be achieved through high standards. Because low standards equals bad sex. And actually, I mean, there are some people who you're really into are, are b- bad in the sack. Uh... Cis men, I mean, the penis, sometimes it does not work that well. Uh, or it's fickle. I remember having one. Honestly, I thought for years that I could live in a relationship with a woman forever because, hey, at the end of the day, a good dildo will always outgun a good dick because a good dildo does not get tired. A good dick will run out of steam. Like a steam engine. Thomas the tank. No, we're not going to say that. It's... <sighs> You have to feel good. You have to feel good about every step of the way. And, and we live in this culture that's so used to shaming people for wanting. I, 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 I had to explain to a guy yesterday that he was slut shaming because he said he said 
he said, I, it'll take a few dates before I let you get in my pants. And I was like, ugh, you know. First off, I don't like it when a guy plays the woman. Uh, to each their own. Everybody's allowed to do whatever they want. Uh, that's just not me. I like chivalry in my guys. I like athletes. I like big, I like muscular people. I like to feel like I'm the uh, S-M-O-L, the small, the small one. Uh, I like that. So, like, I, when, when you tell me that it's going to take me three dates to get your pants, well, that shows me that I don't want to get your <laughs> It's weird. I am fine to stake out the territory that says, hey, I would, I, first date sex has basically, for me, always got to be on the table. With t- as, when, especially when it comes to Tinder. It, that, you're going on a Match.com, an eHarmony date. You're playing the long game. You're playing the long game. You've thought about it and decided that, hey, that's the route that you want to go. That's smart. Kudos to you. Me, if I have a really good date, I want to go home, smoke some pot, and digest, and then we will get down and do it, and we will have our fun. The date, the dinner, that was fuel, and we will burn it off. Or lunch. or br- I, I had a... I had a brunch date. I had a huge entree. And then we went home to my place and we smoked a lot of pot and we fucked like rabbits. And, oh, I don't know if, if he's listening. Uh, I had a date with a married guy. We were out um Mexican restaurant. That's really not good uh, good pre-sex fuel. I've That uh, that and brunch, actually. Yeah, guy saying, oh, it's going to take three. I actually, I, like, okay, chivalry, it's... I like to play the game I like to play. I make the rules. That's my game. Those are my standards. I can say that. I I don't feel bad about that. Some people could say, I've been told, you have too high standards. Who would want to date you? What a mess. Like, what a, it seems like a tremendous pain in the ass to date you in. And to that I say, you know, that's that's fine. It all boils down to whether I'm satisfied with the quality of the matches that I get. And frankly, right now I am. Everything could be better. I'm always kind of trying to improve. Because um, I want, I want, I want, I want to put myself in a position where when I meet that somebody that's just so special that you you do want them to keep, you want to keep them around. And it, 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 the kind of person that makes you stop wanting to play the game. Hopefully in a little while though, because this game is fun. I like playing the game. But... Point being, you know, you have to, I say it sometimes, a dating profile a lot of time, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a signal beacon. You're, you're, you're going to match with a lot of people who are, are not at all, who are kind of just not suitable from the start. They have no game. They're loot off the bat. They're just they're just terrible at everything. Cute boys have have often. I I said the one yesterday. I'm like, because he's like, he had messaged me like six times in a row over three days, and I'm just like, dude, like it's not happening. He's like, what did I do wrong? I'm like, well, let's focus on what you did right. Nothing. He he was just self centered, uh, arrogant. I was carrying the conversation, and I was sick of it, and. He's cute. What I have had a good... I, actually, I don't... Th- Here's the problem. If you're bad at your Tinder game, that's not a good sign that you're good in the sack. You might be good in the sack, but it it doesn't put me in a position where I want to find out. Because I don't... I, I, I would love... To, I, 
you don't want you don't want to have a boy that you're not into in your bed. That's just not good. It's not good. You don't even want to meet. Who wants to be at a date where you're just like, shit, I have to get the hell out of here. You want to avoid these situations. That's what standards does. I don't have a lot of dates that are complete disasters because I have very high standards. Another person with lower standards might get more dates than me, but they're not having more quality sex than I get. Standards. Expect the world... It's not even expect the world of people. Expect basic decency. I often describe my Tinder game as, uh, as, as being I'm extremely hard and extremely easy. At the same time, if you are original, if you're thoughtful, if you're a sweet person, you will have a chance. That, to me, is easy. You know, if, if you're if you're trying to be scripted or use a pickup line or just 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 uh, there's uh, there's a lot of people who are trying too hard or they're not trying at all. It's a sweet spot. It's a hard spot to make. But again, if you're getting a lot of matches, you do have to figure out ways to filter out people. We Tinder is not a place... Equality has nothing to do with Tinder. It really doesn't. Beautiful cisgendered women will always be at the top of the totem pole. And then beautiful cisgender guys will basically be right up there too. We trans people... like. Uniformly, looking across the whole spectrum of Tinder, we're not going to be, you know, as a category, in the same spot as as they are. Um, but it's okay, because, like, you know, beautiful people's not really a category. It's just all sorts of people playing their own individual games. It's not a team sport. The beautiful girls don't all get points when all of them do that. I get told I'm cute a lot. My pictures, I'm smiling in all of them... Uh, I'm not wearing makeup because I, I don't want to have to put on makeup to go on a date. I don't want to have to. I, I don't want. I, I don't want to be misleading. I, I'm. I'm playing all my cards as sort of honestly and thoughtfully as I potentially can without also trying to come on too hard. But uh, to show that hey, I've put some thought into this and I expect the same. And I think that's the kind of energy that when you think about what you need to do as a person. To get what you want out of that. And sometimes, I mean, that changes. Like, for example, we've talked about this a little bit on the show, a little bit on my live videos. I'm very clearly in the middle of a stretch. I call it sometimes the Great Migration, where my bisexuality is essentially... I'm not bike. I've had way, sex with way too many women uh, to ever go around and say, Oh, bi-curious. No, I'm, I am bisexual. I'll always be bisexual. Um, I sex with men and women last week. I'm bisexual. <laughs> I hope to do the same this week. Bisexual. <laughs> it's sometimes, sometimes like I'm talking to my friends, I'll say, "Well, I'm not really bi anymore," and they'll say, "When's the last time you had sex with a woman?" And this happened, I think, two weeks ago, and I had sex with like a woman 48 hours prior. Like I'm, I was like I'm not bisexual anymore. Like when's the last time you were the girl? I'm like I was like I was, I was like I think this is a Thursday. And I was like Tuesday, and the girl's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I probably do sound crazy uh, in that regard, but it's really like an it. It used to be kind of a 70-30 really women to guys. Now it's like ninety ten guys to women. Uh 
and my Tinder game does adjust. I, I, I'm dealing with a playing. I, I, I know that women and guys, like, I'll send the first message if I'm really into somebody. More often than not, I don't. And you could say, well, your Tinder game could be improved if you did. Sure. I would accept that as a 100% true statement. However, it's not how I want to play the game. I don't want to play the game like that. Let them come to me. I I do sometimes treat it like a joke, which isn't to say that I'm time-wasting, but if some guy's just going to be like an idiot, then I'll follow the rabbit hole. Like sometimes screenshots get posted if you're uh, rude or creepy or any of that kind of stuff. But um, it's it's... You gotta play the game that you feel comfortable with. You have to be able to walk away from Tinder feeling good for the time that you spent on it. And, God, how hard is that? So I think that a lot of why I've hopped on is... I want to share some of my rationale behind why I've done a lot of this stuff. Because I think, at the end of the day, people who hate Tinder need to kind of think about... And you know what? People can hate Tinder. Tinder cannot be right... A lot of people are not... Well, I was about to say a lot of people are not fairly recent post-operative transsexuals coming out of a pandemic, but a lot of us actually are. Hot Girl Summer. We hear it all the time. We want a Hot Girl Summer. How do you have a Hot Girl Summer? A good Hot Girl Summer? High standards. High standards is the key to success. Don't engage people who are not interesting. Don't engage people who don't interest you. Interesting is objective. Interest you is not. You get to pick... Who interests you and who doesn't? You get to pick if you have... If you give somebody another chance. But always ask yourself if, if they deserve it or if you just kind of... like, Does somebody else deserve a chance? Or do I just really want them to have that chance so that they can win with it? Those are distinctly different things. I've cut guys loose. I've cut married guys loose who... Uh, to me, flaking is about the biggest turnoff on the planet. I don't like it. Nobody likes flaking, but, like, for me, if you flake, you you really are kind of done. And it, it's not even like a, I won't give you a second chance. It's almost kind of like I can't give you a second chance. My body doesn't want, my body no longer wants you if you flake. It's a, it, it, I, I can work on it a little, like, if I've met, and this is really, this mostly pertains to first dates. If you flake on the first date, that shows that you probably are not that interested. And it's not like the situation is 100% black and white, but it is... If you same-day flake, I don't really care. How, like, somebody's got to be in the hospital dying. Same-day flake because you had a prior engagement. You know what? A lot of other people can say, hey, I'm fine with that. I, I'm actually not. I'm not fine with that. Those are my standards. But I had, there was this cute guy, cute married guy. He played a really, we talked about a classical Tinder game earlier. He played a really, really strong classical Tinder game. Same-day flake. Sweet guy. Very sweet about it. I told him, I will let my social media following decide your fate. And uh, for the most part, they actually were kind of like, give him another chance. My own mother was like, give him another chance. My grandfather, my father and my grandfather and, and mother both chimed in on the married guy. And I was upfront about that this guy's married. I left it up to Facebook, basically. And I said, you know, basically people were like, hey, give him another chance. And I think that pulled, not really to play circus antics. I told him I did it. 
if you're going to same-day flake on me, you do kind of have to uh, go through the ringer. Guess what? Good riddance. That's, I, I, get to, I get to decide that. If you're going to, like, jerk me around, uh, then, like, let's see how long you last in the, like, throw you in the lion's den and let's see how you, long you last. Like, and if, it, frankly, if you can, if you can survive that, maybe you do get another chance. <laughs> and this guy actually, to his credit, I give him all the credit in the world. I actually, I can't even name him. I forgot his name. This, this happened like three weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't want to give him another chance. I just didn't. I didn't. And that's okay. My subconscious standards, maybe they were too high. I don't regret it, though. Not for a second, so maybe they weren't. I regretted some other ones. I, there have been some other partnered people. My, my big thing, my, another one of my big things, and maybe this is the final one I'll talk about before we wrap up. High standards help you understand when it's time to let somebody go. LGBTQ people understand this a lot. I matched with a... I want to say kind of recently out, but maybe not like that that much. Yeah, all right. Like, new... Newly out in the sense of, like, living an open LGBTQ lifestyle. I hate the term lifestyle. Living out as an openly LGBTQ person. They're new to it. Not really my thing. I've been out for a long time. It's not where I want to be in my life. It's just not. I, I don't want to deal with that. It's why, like, a 35-year-old doesn't, you know, shouldn't necessarily want to date a, you know, 21-year-old a senior in college and go to all these parties. Like, you know, you're allowed to not want that in your life. It's okay. You, you're, you're allowed to be selfish and make whatever fucking rules you want for a, uh, for any of your personal relationships. That's 100% true. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Point being, it was just endless talk, 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 and these long messages. And it'd been going on for weeks, and my attempts to escalate just hadn't gone. I was into this person. I was carrying some weight. I wasn't just sitting on my throne and letting them come to me. Like, I normally do for guys, but this was a girl. Finally, I was just like, you know what? I'm done with this. This is this is, this is is a waste of time. These are long. This is just a pain in the ass. Like, I, I don't look forward to talking to this person anymore. And yeah, maybe they've got a lot going on in their lives. Frankly, I don't know. I don't know this person, and this is kind of the point about standards. You, you, you don't have to know their life story. If Once it's not working for you, that's it's okay for it to not work for you. You can kind of say, you know, I wish in another in another life, in another set of circumstances, I wish that, oh, I, you know, this, this would have been great, this could have been great. That's true of any fantasy. You can think of any celebrity you want and say, in another life, I could have had some wonderful relationship with that person. And you know what? As long as you understand that's fantasy, that's fine. But, frankly, a lot of people don't understand that Tinder sometimes can be fantasy and sometimes it needs to be reality. So sometimes you just talk to somebody, you can make a lot of excuses for a person you've never met. Generally not a good idea to do that. Generally a good idea to say, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. It's time to be it to you. Standards. Have high standards. So to summarize as we, uh, as we wrap up, standards are good. And they're not just about other people. They're about the way that you want to engage with the world. You have to... And you have to... I say this a lot as a film critic. Like, coming from that perspective. You have to try to be a little objective about the vibes that you're... Have somebody... You know what? Have somebody else look at your profile. 
Say, hey, not me, don't ask me. Say, hey, this is the vibe I'm going for. These are the people I want to attract. This is what I've got. Tell me, tell me how I'm doing. Ask a few people. Ask the internet. Go on Reddit. I mean, maybe for some people, not all of those are good ideas, but spend some time on it. Effort. Effort's sexy. Standards are sexy. There is a kind of person out there who's going to make your heart swoon. A type of person. I, I, I've i kind of encountered a lot of this lately. You know, at long five years since I've been with a man. Been, got with guys again and you're reminded shit you know it, dating men is the worst to make that save a lot of that for another episode but they make my heart swoon chase that energy find the energy that just makes you feel so happy and hold out hold out until you get it it's worth it seriously it's worth it i mean what do i know <laughs> it all goes it all boils down to this i'll leave you on this note i've said it a f- multiple times in the episode it's true Every, your Tinder game should never, ever, ever be modeled on anyone else's, but solely on the question of, am I getting what I want out of this? And if that answer is no, obviously not everything in life is in your control, but you have to set yourself up to be in the best position to be able to, to you got to manage what you can. You have to play the cards you're dealt. All of us would love to change things about ourselves, but you still you have to you have to take what you've got and organize it in the prettiest package. It's like you know you go to Nordstrom or you go to La Satin or something. Uh, you get your parent a gift and they gift wrap it. Tinder profile, gift wrap yourself. Put some effort. It's a presentation. Standards are sexy. Sleep. I'll repeat the line that I said ended in confessions of uh confessions for my new vagina. Confessions of I mispronounced my own my own comedy album. I will repeat the line I used in J.K. Rowling. Sleep with very few of the consenting adults will have you. With that, I leave you. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next time. (laughs) 